Welcome to episode 19 of the Superman Confidential, the podcast where we talk all things about the Man of Steel. I'm Tom, your host. It's going to be a movie-heavy day today. There's not been a lot of Superman movie news per se, but reports, minor musings and those kind of things, information getting out there. Not really encouraging stuff for me, but uh, some stuff to talk about and that I'd like to discuss with you all here. So the, the first thing in recent days was Henry Cavill talking about Superman movies with men's health. He was promoting The Witcher. It was an interview to promote that, and it looks like it was done sometime in the last month or so. Don't know how recent. These magazines ones are done usually a little bit in advance. But uh, this got some people excited and some people uninterested, I guess. He said, the cape is in the closet. It's still mine. He went on to say, I'm not just going to sit quietly in the dark as all this stuff is going on. I've not given up the role. There's a lot I have to give for Superman yet. A lot of storytelling to do. A lot of real true depths to the honesty of the character I want to get into. I want to reflect the comic books. That's important to me. There's a lot of justice to be done for Superman. The status is, you'll see. And that is the quote. So, uh, if a movie was in development, I think this sounds great. This is all his response to reports. He is no longer Superman from The Hollywood Reporter. That was 14 months ago, September of 2018. That's very similar to what his agent said. The cape is in the closet. So I know a lot of people excited because they want to know, is Henry Cavill Superman or is he not? And to me, if there's no Superman movie, that doesn't matter. You know, it's however you want to look at it. If there's no, he's either Superman and there's no Superman movie or he's not Superman until there is a Superman movie. It doesn't matter how you want to look at it. So it's not really relevant if in, if in Henry Cavill's mind he sees himself as Superman right now. Because there's no Superman movie in development that we know of. So uh, it's cool to see Cavill talk about this. I, I like almost everything Cavill's said about Superman in, in recent years. Uh, a lot of good things. There's lots of good things in there. You know, reflecting the comic books. Justice to be done for Superman. He says lots of great things. And I'm glad to see Cavill is still committed to the Superman character. But that does not really matter unless Warner Brothers wants to make a movie with Henry Cavill as Superman. So I've seen a lot of people excited, hey, look, Henry Cavill's still Superman. And I and my response would be, well, when are we going to see him? If that's the case, when will we see him? You know, because Brandon Routh was Superman for a long time after Superman Returns. But it turns out, as soon as Superman Returns was out, that was really the end for him. Uh, of course, until Crisis on Infinite Earths. But... Yeah, it doesn't matter, um, unfortunately, what Cavill wants or thinks until a Superman movie gets put into development. So I've seen people compare it to Ben Affleck. It's just a matter of time before somebody announces he's out and then a new Superman comes in. But again, until a Superman movie is actually being made, then then none of that really matters. And, and the difference being Affleck seemingly wanted out as Batman, while Cavill is very much committed to being Superman. But the, the, I mean, the unfortunate truth is that while this quote is relatively recent, it could have come out any time between June 2013 and now. The status since Man of Steel has been Henry Cavill is willing and able to make Superman movies. The official word from Warner Brothers is that there are no Superman movies on the slate. So uh, until that changes, nothing changes, obviously. He also gave his high-level opinion on his three appearances as Superman. And Cavill is not one to really badmouth things 
or or speak out negatively in any way but uh he did give his somewhat of somewhat candid opinions about man of steel he said a great starting point if i were to go back i don't think i'd change anything that's not a surprise cavill's been very proud of his work on man of steel and being involved with man of steel in the film as a whole uh i think warner brothers would like man of steel to have been received a little bit differently obviously a little bit better uh but i mean it's obviously by far the film that received the best reception for his superman as far as Batman v Superman, he said very much a Batman movie, and I think that Realm of Darkness is great for a Batman movie. So kind of subtly saying, uh, yeah, not really a Superman movie, and he was kind of pushed to the background a little bit. You know, he's not saying that. Yeah, he's This is the most politically correct way of saying that. Very much a Batman movie, and I think the Realm of Darkness is great for a Batman movie, implying maybe it's not so great for a Superman movie. So that's his thoughts on BVS. And for Justice League, he just flat out says it didn't work. Um, and we'll talk more about Justice League in a bit here. But yeah, I think he was positive going into it about um, his role in it. And he talked about seeing eye to eye with Joss Whedon on reshoots and that kind of thing. But I don't know if that was before he saw the final cut or after. Uh, I could see if you're Henry Cavill where your face is a big part of your job and how you get your roles and all of that. And obviously it's not the only thing, but you know, as an actor, obviously your face is kind of important and to see it not as himself as a CGI mustache removed version of himself. I can imagine that being pretty frustrating. He hasn't spoken out against that, but I could see him definitely having some frustrations on that part for his role in it. Uh, previously he'd always said, you know, he was, he liked the Superman he got to play in justice league. Maybe that's just him doing a nice job promoting it, you know, being the the good spokesperson for the film, but maybe it's not. So I guess where does this leave things? Uh, again, I, I like Henry Cavill. I think he's, I've said that he is, it would be really tough to find a better actor capable of playing Clark Kent and Superman in a movie. I think he has that ability. He hasn't been able to show off everything in that both Clark Kent and Superman do in the comics. Um, but when you see flashes of, of those things, then I, I just, I really don't think there could be someone significantly better. You know, maybe someone, there's lots of people who could play Superman and a lot could maybe play it as good or better. I think it'd be tough to find a real significant upgrade. Um, but there are other actors who can do that. As far as should Cavill return, I know, uh, most people like him and, even if they have problems with the films he's been in, rarely does he get blame. And you see people referencing other films or TV series or other things he's been in as proof of that. So I'm usually anti-reboot. So I would like to see Cavill come back. Stepping aside, it's been more than two years since he's been in a film. Almost six and a half years since he had a, his only solo film. At what point does... Does a reboot not only look likely, but is it the best thing to do? I don't know. I think each day we get further removed from, say, Man of Steel or whatever his last appearance was, a reboot looks like the better idea, not just because not just because of Cavill's age. I mean, he's 36. Amy Adams is 45 as Lois Lane. I think both of them are wonderful wonderfully talented actors and capable of playing those characters very for a very long time um but at what point does the studio say especially with as slowly as they move on superman films 
by the time one happened, even if they put one in development now, we're talking Cavill possibly being close to 40 by the time it comes out, Amy Adams being close to 50. I'm someone who wants not just one great Superman film, but an ongoing saga of Superman films with Clark Kent and Lois Lane at the forefront. And how likely is Warner Brothers to commit to that uh, when they're in their 40s and 50s? Again, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think they're more than, you know, they both look great. They're capable of playing those characters for a really long time. But at what point does it become not realistic for the studio to want to jump back in with them, especially considering how divisive the films they've been in are? You know, at what point is it better just to start fresh and say, okay, we need to reboot? And through no fault of Henry Cavill or Amy Adams, they just kind of get put in a tough situation that they were well cast and unfortunately the films they were in weren't well received and now here we are eight years or so after they were cast and is it time to move on again i would love to see henry cavill back as superman but again will that happen i don't know um yeah i don't know do you, does anybody trust warner brothers to put not just one superman film in in development but multiple that could be done in a reasonable time. And how long is Cavill and Adams going to want to be waiting around to potentially play these characters? Um, they both have been said nice things about the characters in the past and that they'd love to play them more. But at what point do they want to move on uh, from from the problems that it's called them? They they both have lots of other career options. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all a lot to think about. Uh, it would be a waste if they were to not return. But... I mean, I really just don't know what to say about it at this point. As for Justice League, you may have seen a recent push on social media from some Zack Snyder fans about a seeing his version of Justice League, the longer original cut, before he departed the project and Joss Whedon finished things. I have been neutral on this, to say the least. Um, uh, would I like to see it? Of course, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see any Superman footage that is out there and get to watch a new version of the Justice League film when it doesn't look like we're going to get to see any Superman or Justice League in a film for a long time. Of course. Of course I'd like to see that. I always want to see more Superman footage. I'm the guy who loves having the three-hour cut of Superman the movie and really wants the original director's cut of Superman 4, even if I don't expect that to be a great film or anything like that. I'd still like to see it just out of curiosity and potential for liking it and seeing more of Cavill and the others in their role. A lot of the Justice League cast came out and supported it, and Henry Cavill was not one of those. Uh, maybe he will be. Maybe he will change his mind, but back in July of 2018, he pointed out, it would be interesting to see what the difference is, but I'd rather focus on the future rather than what's been. That's what he said in Yahoo. That could mean a couple things. Either he doesn't think that highly of him or his role in it. You know, Maybe he was disappointed with Batman v Superman and thought Justice League was a continuation of that and actually preferred the changes that Whedon made. Or maybe he's just being a good spokesperson again. That would be at the time when he was presumably trying to pitch to Warner Brothers that a a Superman movie before September came around and he was reportedly out as Superman. So maybe he was just being trying not to get on WB's bad side and try to support them. Or maybe this is how he legitimately feels. I don't know. But maybe he feels, and the way I feel about it is... I don't know what this Justice League looks like, so I don't know if I want it to be out there, as weird as that is, because 
Um, whether you love Zack Snyder's films or, or dislike them, the whole current situation we're in right now with Superman movies is because Man of Steel and then especially Batman v Superman were so divisive and especially divisive to Superman's character. Uh, if you think about Batman v Superman, going into it, there was the promise for Superman, Cavill Superman to appear in Batman v Superman, obviously. Two Justice League films were on the slate, a two-part Justice League film, as well as a solo Superman movie. That was were all announced in October of 2014. After Batman v Superman came out, he basically got to appear in Justice League, and that looks like it. that's it. So Superman and Cavill Superman in particular were the biggest characters hit by the negative reception to Batman v Superman. So I could see Cavill thinking, well, maybe I don't want Justice League out there, the original cut of Justice League out there, because it might more negatively damage these characters, at least in WB's eyes, to the general public. Superman is hurt the most in Batman v Superman. Whether you again, whether you love it or, or don't, Batman came out fine. You know, Affleck's departed the role, but Matt Reeves is working on a trilogy of films right now. Wonder Woman came out great in her solo film the next year, has a sequel coming out next year. All those other characters, you know, were just cameos. But Superman's the one who he got about ten minutes of screen time in Justice League, and that looks like it for the foreseeable future. So he was the one most damaged. And so the way I think about it is if it's potentially going to cause more damage, I don't want it out there as much as I'd like to see it out of, if nothing else, curiosity alone. So I think that's a, a fascinating discussion to have again, kind of like all this, but I can certainly see arguments for and against releasing the version. There's also been some speculation out there for a while. Could JJ Abrams get involved with Superman? He was, the writer for Superman Flyby back in 2002. And, you know, he's gone on to do some big things, Star Trek, Star Wars, that kind of thing. There was, after signing this massive deal, a big deal with Warner Media. So he is has a deal with Warner Media. I don't know the specifics of it, if he can still make movies of them, but his Bad Robot Productions is basically set up shot for movies and TV and other stuff with Warner Media. And there was an article in the Rolling Stone. It's about Star Wars, but there was some Superman talking there. Uh, the article says Abrams just struck a massive production deal with Disney rival Warner Media, which could get his hands on Superman, Batman, and the rest of the DC Comics pantheon. There are a notable number of Superman toys among the whimsical decorations downstairs. We haven't had those discussions yet, Abrams says, not quite convincingly. That's from Rolling Stone. Well, the next thing I'm going to talk about confirms that he has, at least in some capacity, talked about Superman, even if he's may or may not be interested in directing or producing a film. He has at least talked about it, even if he says he hasn't. Uh, so Abrams, among Superman fans, is known for writing Superman Flyby in 2002. I've heard a lot of negative things about Flyby. And most of that all comes from the first script, the first draft. That is a draft where, you know, it's kind of, it's been a while since I've read it, but it's implied Lex may be an alien, a Kryptonian. Krypton doesn't blow up. Uh, it's really more of a, Star Wars types or Matrix type of film kind of mixed in there rather than Superman. And so I've seen a lot of people, hey, I don't want Abrams to do Superman because of that. And that's fair. Um, but a lot of my opinion on that changed. If you've read the second draft, most of that stuff is gone. Lex is not a Kryptonian. Uh, really, the only things that are weird in the second draft from a Superman mythology perspective are 
Krypton apparently does not blow up. And the villain's name is Tizor, I believe. He's really kind of a Zod character. Uh, and Tizor and his father are kind of the bad guys. One on Krypton, one on Earth. I think if you just change Tizor's name to Zod and blow up Krypton, I really don't have almost any complaints about the draft. There's maybe a couple things here and there I would have tweaked, but it is in spirit. It's an it's an origin film in spirit. It kind of reminds me of Superman Birthright, which came out a couple years later, and Man and Superman, which was recently released by Marv Wolfman. It's really early Superman. Uh, it's got a lot of great stuff in there. The plane scene from Superman Returns, one of the favorite parts of, of Superman Returns for many, is almost exactly from that script, very similar. And so I think it's, it's I really like the vast majority of that script. In fact, if you just change Tizor's name to Zod and, and blow up Krypton, of course, uh, I would be almost completely on board with it. And you can almost justify Krypton not blowing up because maybe it does blow up and that's just the information that Kal-El gets. I, I kind of, if you want to support Abrams and, and give him the full benefit of the doubt, you could say, Maybe he's got the Black Mercy or Mongol is doing some tricking, uh, tricking or anything like that where he just gets a vision of Krypton. And again, this is all something at the very end of the film that kind of sets up a sequel. But I think that that could all be explained away. Now, that's giving Abrams the benefit of the doubt to staying close. But I also give him a ton of credit for that first draft of the script. You know, the one, the divisive one I was just talking about. I found an old article with any cool news where they had talked about the draft with jj abrams and they kind of get into it and it's interesting to say the least uh it's from 2002 and apparently that first draft was rushed out in four weeks because abrams had read or knew about the batman v superman film which was in development at the time this would have featured a superman who just got divorced from Lois Lane, he went back to Smallville and was talking to Lana Lang and a really dark look at Batman and Superman. And JJ rushed out the Superman flyby script just to try to impress Warner Brothers because he didn't want Superman to be reintroduced that way. You know, he hadn't been around in 15 years in film in that time. And so he he wanted to get something out there so Superman would have a better appearance. Now, how much of that how much of those weird ideas in the first draft are his and how much are just trying to get something out there really quick to impress Warner brothers. I don't know. Um, but I thought that was really cool on, you know, retrospectively on Abrams part as for what I like to see Abrams working on a Superman movie. He's been one of my favorite creatives for a while back. I I'm not even, I haven't seen much of his mainstream stuff in terms of star Trek and star Wars. I don't, I don't follow that stuff very closely, but I was a big fan of his from alias. Uh, before I discovered Smallville, Alias was my favorite TV show. And so I think he, as a director, it'd be tough to think of a better choice for a, a director. Just because of the, the visuals, the way he makes great, likable characters, and make really good blockbuster entertainment. I know you hear some fans that are negative towards Abrams. I don't know if that's, again, I don't know enough about Star Trek and Star Wars to know if that's a diss on those franchises or if it's just the fact that his star wars film made two billion dollars and so there's going to be a larger volume of negative people out there just trying to put down a successful film it's kind of like avatar i've, I've never seen anything positive 
about Avatar Online. It made $2.7 billion. Lots of people saw it and loved it at the time, but because it was the biggest film of all time for so long, you only see negative stuff online. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's if it's that situation or or what it is, but looking at his second draft, I really liked his Clark Kent and Superman in his Lois Lane, and I think his visuals would be and blockbuster filmmaking ability would be a great fit for Superman. You give him something like Brainiac, you pair him up with someone who maybe uh, will keep him close to this, to Superman mythology, or, you know, I think there's an expectation now that people follow mythology closer in comic book films. I think there's a higher expectation than there was even 15 years ago, or at least fans will call you out, if not, because it's so easy to find if information on mythology online now i think you would naturally stick closer and maybe if you get you know a jeff johns or a cam walsh or something like that who sticks close and just gives him brainiac or something like that to develop i think that would be great i mean his production company is named bad robot productions it'd be kind of fitting for him to do an adaptation of superman brainiac or something like that that's just me but like i said his his second draft of flybride did some great things for clark kent and lois lane and it, it all starts with those two so if you get those right I can kind of maybe go along for the journey, you know, if if you even try some weird stuff elsewhere. But again, that stuff could have been a misdirection or something he would stay away from in any potential new Superman film. And I don't think he would make an adaptation of Flyby today or film Flyby today because there's a lot of story similarities with Man of Steel. I think it would have turned out very differently from Man of Steel, just tonally and a couple story points here and there. But I don't think he would rehash that. And if if he picks up and does a sequel to Man of Steel, obviously he wouldn't rehash that. So uh, again, I think Abrams would probably be near the top of my choice for best directors to do a, a film on Clark Kent and Lois Lane. But we will we'll have to see if he's even interested in doing that. Now on to the really frustrating part that I want to talk about. Variety had a report on the future of DC movies, and they cited unnamed Warner Brothers sources and along with all of that inside there was some Superman talk. Uh, so I will just read, there's about two paragraphs related to Superman. I'll read one and go over that to start with. He said, it says the studio has less clarity on what to do with Superman, a character who has now been rebooted two different times in the last 13 years. Once with Brandon Routh, Superman returns and later with Henry Cavill, man of steel without landing on a winning strategy. Superman has also appeared frequently on television and so in shows such as Lois and Clark, in Smallville, which has led to some fears at Warner's that the market could be oversaturated with hot takes on all things Clark Kent. Um, okay, that's the end of the quote there. So, we'll, I mean, obviously what they should do is launch a show starring Clark Kent, right? Uh, start start a television show. That makes sense within Warner Brothers. I don't understand very much about Warner Brothers um, and what they have done with DC basically since they purchased them in 1969, I think it was. Uh, I think they have just been throwing darts at the wall that entire time and kind of really struggled i get it it's really hard it's really hard to make any film good or great and make a franchise it can be very difficult um but you also have superman and at a time when superheroes have never been more popular it's not that hard it's not rocket science not rocket science you're not building a spaceship to go to another galaxy it's not that difficult um so 13 years, once with Brandon Routh and later with Henry Cavill without landing on a wedding strategy. Well, I'd say they were close in both times. I think they were were quite close, had mostly the right thing. 
I don't think they quite nailed it, obviously, how they wanted. It could have done slightly better, um, but I don't think they're that far off. Uh, the problem is not Superman. The problem is he hasn't been in a film that has been well-received, both critically and by fans, since Superman 2 in 1981, arguably. Superman Returns got good reviews, but the audience scores and grades were a little more muted, and Man of Steel was very split and did a little better in the audience. So this statement here just comes off as a lazy excuse from Warner Brothers as to why they're not making a Superman film immediately. In in that same time, since Superman Returns came out, there has been one Superman, and there have been three theatrical Spider-Man actors. Soon there will be three Batman actors. You know, the third one was just cast, and Robert Pattinson, Joker, there, there was Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, and now Joaquin Phoenix. That didn't stop Joker from making a lot of money. There's been in that time. There's been two versions of the Fantastic Four, two versions of Hellboy, two versions of Venom. So I don't think that is the issue being oversaturated with Superman. I don't think that's the issue. I think you just need to make a great movie and people will show up to it. And that hasn't been done. It's not that complicated. Uh, those franchises there, Spider-Man, you know, the amazing Spider-Man films weren't very well received, but bam, they came back with whatever. I don't even know what the new ones are called. Far from home, Spider-Man homecoming. Yeah. The Spider-Man homecoming. Those made a lot of move money were very well received. So the argument that because there's been other versions in recent years, you can't no, you know, you can't come up with a consensus is a consensusly well-received group of films is just not true. I mean, there's just, it's just not true. You know, Venom made a ton of money. I don't, I don't know a lot of fans of the 2007 version of Venom, but the movie last year made a ton of money, even though it wasn't well-received. Hellboy was rebooted. Obviously that wasn't a well-received movie. Fantastic Four again, not well-received, but, but the strategy here, it seems to look like if you make a great movie, people will come, even if it's a different actor or a, a reboot or if there has been previous versions. So I just don't, I just think that's a lazy argument and it's been disproven several times in recent years, right? Spider-Man 3 had mixed reception. Amazing Spider-Man did a little bit better, but then Amazing Spider-Man 2, not as well. And two years later, Spider-Man was back in, in theaters. So I just don't think that that is the problem. Also, the fact that the, it specifically mentions hot takes on all things Clark Kent just seems like maybe they would consider doing a Superman movie without Clark Kent. I don't think Clark Kent's been the problem. We've seen very little of Clark Kent in Superman Returns and in the Cavill films. We didn't see a lot of Clark Kent, so I don't see how that is the issue. And we'll, I'll talk about more of that after a little bit. But yeah, I think there are pros and cons to having a character like Superman because he's so well-known and, and so ingrained in pop cultures back from his debut in 1938. There's still people who know those Golden Age comics, and that's how they became a fan, or the radio show, or the Fleischer shorts, or the George Reeves Adventures of Superman TV series, the Christopher Reeve films, or Lois and Clark, or Smallville, or more recent versions, all of those things. You know, there's different fans, and they're a little bit, they're all a little bit different, but there are similar things in all of them. Those are there that get to the core of Superman, and I think just bring that out, deliver that to the screen, and the movie will do awesome. Okay, what else did they say? So here's another quote. To help find a way to make Superman relevant to modern audiences, Studio Brass has been pulling lots of high-profile talent. There have been discussions with J.J. Abrams, whose company Bad Robot recently signed a massive first-look deal with the studio, and there was a meeting with Michael B. Jordan earlier this year with a Creed star pitching Warner's 
on a vision for the character. However, Jordan isn't ready to commit to taking on the project since filming doesn't seem likely to happen for several years, and he has a full dance card of projects. Insiders think that a new Superman film is unlikely to hit screens before 2023, given that there's no script and no director attached. This reminds me of the second Jurassic Park film, where Hammond says he's not making the same mistakes, having an, a, an island full of dinosaurs, and, and the response is, no, you're just making all new mistakes. And that is very much what this reminds me of. This, this quote makes Superman relevant to modern audiences. Boy, that just reminds me of post-Dark Knight when a Shazam film was in development and it was canceled because the Dark Knight made money and Speed Racer did not, as if that has any bearing on what would make a Shazam film. Like every superhero movie had to be dark. And so the response was, we're going to make every superhero as dark as we need to be, including Superman, as dark as they can get away with. And so I just think they just don't know what to do. But again, it's not that hard. It's not rocket science. Make Superman relevant. You have Clark Kent and Lois Lane, two journalists who fight for truth and justice. You don't think that's relevant in 2019? You've got a superhero, the first, the greatest superhero, the one that inspired all the other superheroes at a time when superheroes have never been more popular. And you're going to tell me he's not relevant? No, he, Superman is as relevant now as he was in 1938. The difference is he just hasn't been in any great films. That's it. You don't need to change Superman. The world has changed. You can try to change the world with it, but there has been nothing wrong with the character and and the allure of the character is still there that has always been there. Um, so finding a way to make Superman relevant. I think, you know, it's, you will make a great Superman film and people will come. So Action Comics number 1000 was the number one selling comic book of 2018. Out of everything, DC, Marvel, Independent, whatever, Action Comics number 1000 was the number one selling comic book. You know what that tells me? You put out great Superman content, people will come. The Death of Superman animated movie was DC's number one animated movie in at least five years, probably more if you count in digital sales. That's just in Blu-ray and DVD. It did as well as anything in the last five years. You would put out great Superman content and people will come. And while anything you put out will not get 100% approval, there are just too many examples in recent years. I hear Superman fans say, you know, we can't, it's too divisive, there's too many different takes or anything like this there are commonalities among the character every version of the character that you while you can't get 100 percent, you can get the vast majority behind you know thinking of things like action comics 1000 the rebirth era of comics the death of a superman animated movie krypton the tv series these are all things that i have seen almost nothing but praise for again there are some people who don't like those or, or certain things that bother them but you know i've been reminded more in the last couple of years that there are things that's all Superman fans can get behind and all general audience can get behind that this character, even though there's been so many interpretations can just be as popular as ever. That's not to mention the fact that man of steel, if it had received sequels. So I did a, a funny little game a while back. I looked at man of steel statistics. It was the number three domestic opening weekend ever for a non-sequel and the number two biggest franchise starter of all time, because it's the number three movie behind the Hunger Games and Avengers, which isn't really a franchise starter. So number two franchise starter with its 128 million. Now it didn't do so well because it was not, didn't have the great legs, didn't have the great word of mouth, but it still made 128 million. There's as much demand for Superman as ever. So I just don't understand this. I also did statistically looked at if Superman had a trilogy and had the same average return of other trilogies this century following up Man of Steel. So other superhero trilogies, 
Man of Steel 2 would have made $1 billion, and Man of Steel 3 would have made $1.4 billion. So if WB just would commit to a franchise with talented filmmakers who love and respect the source material, I think you're going to get a great film and a great film franchise. Um, as far as, you know, that proves that DJ Abrams at least had some talks or at least discussed with them, whatever that means. That could mean anything from them saying, what do you think of Superman? He thinks, oh, I think this, this, and that, but I'm not going to make a movie. Or it could be, well, maybe I'd like to make a movie. We'll see when I'm done with Star Wars. I don't know. Uh, meeting with Michael B. Jordan, I don't know why you'd be meeting with an actor for uh, a pitch on the character. Um, that seems, you know, for a, a studio that prides itself in being filmmaker-driven, I don't know why you would meet with an actor for that. Um, my thoughts on Jordan, he had mentioned back in February on Oprah, Calvin Ellis. He wanted to do that version, potentially do that version of Superman. For me, I have no interest in seeing Calvin Ellis. Not that he is a bad character or whatever, but there's maybe a hundred DC characters, at least maybe a thousand that could deserve a spotlight before Calvin Ellis. Uh, I'm not huge on derivative characters. So just taking Superman's powers and general costume design and giving it to someone else. I've read a little of Ellis and Grant Morrison stuff, and he's not a bad character at all, but just, I think you need to get Clark Kent and Lois Lane figured out first, get that franchise on the right track before you try to do any spinoffs or weird things. You know, I've seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse cited a lot. The difference there is the Spider-Man franchise in live action was on good footing and reestablished well with Tom Holland. Then they did the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I think if you lead with that, it's just going to create more confusion and, you know, you think you have problems with different versions. Now imagine introducing different earth versions. Again, this is all my, my opinion, mainly because I'm a Clark Kent and Lois Lane Superman fan first, but it's the same reason I don't want to see, you know, I've seen suggestions for Superman Red Sun or Kingdom Come or Ultraman. I saw people wanting an Ultraman movie around the time of Brightburn or Superman Secret Identity, a one where there's a kid on the real world named Clark Kent, but not, not the Clark Kent who was raised by the Kents uh, or his name. Yeah. His name is Clark Kent, but he lives on the real world or, you know, name any other else worlds type thing, earth two or 23 earth, whatever. I don't want to see any of those until the Superman franchise is on stable footing because while those some of those are make really good stories and could make a great film, I think introducing a different version is just going to hurt because you're going to now split up, you know, Superman fans may argue about what the S means or if Krypton should look like crystals or if it should look metallic-y or whatever. But in general, I think we agree on more things that we disagree on. Now, if you're going to start introducing a version where he was found in Soviet Russia or introduced where else, anywhere else, I think that is just going to confuse the general audience more. And I think you have as many problems introducing alternative versions of Superman as you would introducing the Clark Kent version of Superman and more problems with the alternative versions because you don't have a built-in fan base. You're just kind of taking the Superman name and giving it to other characters. That's not something I want to see and not something that I think is good. I think it's it's just going to dilute the fan base more. So now if you introduce a Superman Red Sun, for example, maybe that's going to be some people's new Superman, their Superman, quote unquote, and now they're not going to want to be interested in a Clark Kent version of Superman. 
and you're just slowly dividing the fan base further and further. So I think it's those things can work in comics when you've had 80 years and you're of getting a monthly Superman comic book. And once or twice a year, you do some off the beaten path type of thing. But I think in a film franchise, unless you've got that, that main film franchise steady and stable and going forward, then that should not be done. So it's frustrating. Um, I have hopes that WB will eventually get it figured out, get a, not just a great Superman film, but a great long-term franchise of Superman and Lois Lane and Clark Kent, but it might take a while. It, it might take a while. And, uh, I'm hoping the right people come along to make that possible. All right. Well, that is all I have for today. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon.